Welcome to the Open Paddock Rallycast presented by Oz Rally Pro. This is episode number 124, and in this show, we chat with The Kid, aka co driver KJ Miller, aka The Right Pedal on Instagram, however it is that you follow him. Uh, KJ seems to be the hot young co driver at the moment, and he's got some pretty big goals. So grab a cold one, turn up the volume, and join us at the all ages allowed rally pub we call The Rallycast. Good evening. Well, it is evening here in Oregon. I'm recording this on September 1st, yet the interview for this one was recorded way, way back in July. So apologies on the horrible delay in getting this out. I've been making a lot of excuses, it seems, when it comes to these podcasts, and I do apologize. Honestly, I've just been burned out a bit and stepped away from all kinds of things. I've not done as much on social media. Uh, Even just email has been overwhelming lately, and I just... I think I need just a break from it. I think all of us sometimes need a little bit of a mental break. I think I may have mentioned on the last episode, but I have a really close friend of mine that uh, was diagnosed recently with a very serious disease. It's one of those degenerative things, and you notice it, and it just makes you kind of realize that as much as I love my rally family, all of you are always so supportive. I love going to events when I can and chatting with all of you, and you have so many great stories to tell, and I need to help tell more of them. But I also have my blood family and close friends that I've had since before I was involved in rallying and I want to make sure I strengthen those I feel like I kind of stepped away the last couple years especially when I was doing so much with ARA so anyway that's a lot of personal stuff that you probably didn't want to hear about but you know I'm going to start striving to pump out more of these interviews and chats I started reaching out to a few people that may be getting a group of us together to talk about different stuff and rallying. I think maybe like that a little bit more than just hearing my voice doing these at least intro bits. Maybe we can talk about just little things that are going on. There's always a little something, right, going on with the sport. So I think I'm going to try that out. Hopefully you guys like that idea. Anyway, since the last time that I posted an episode, we've had New England Forest Rally. We've had Ojibwe. There's been a NASA event. We had Rally Colorado. Got a great interview coming up actually with Derek James right after this one. So I'm not going to take too long on this, but Ojibwe... Wow. I do not understand, by the way, why there isn't 75 plus entries for Ojibwe. I know that it's got long transits and things like that, or, or maybe it's the location. It's first of all, got some of the best party spots for after parties that actually stay open, which is kind of nice. It's got some of the best roads. If you've ever gone and wrecked those, I, I don't know why you wouldn't want to do this rally. So it, it kind of shocks me that Ojibwe in general doesn't have a huge amount of entries. I, I don't know what the issue is there, but I'd like to see uh, some of you competitors that are at different places. You should go and, and check it out. I want to say huge props to Alejandro Parasina and Andre Bautista, who ended up finishing the overall first in the regionals in the AP4 RAV4. You know, we saw what those guys could do at Oregon Trail when they were fighting with Sam Albert, and it was one of the closest finishes is just literally, I think it was like a little over 10 seconds between them when it all came said and done. So that's awesome to see him going out to Ojibwe with that car. He's just going to get faster. Sam, get that uh, car of yours in that special project uh, going because we want to see you and Alejandro battling it out again. And also a shout out to some of my Portland area rally family that uh, were out at Ojibwe. I think it's our first time and that's the Tabor racing team. 
keeping with the to finish first, first you must finish, Kristen and her mom Janice Tabor avoided sliding into lakes to finish first in limited four-wheel drive. Mark Tabor was out there as well. He had some issues, but was still able to take the class podium. And his daughter Madeline, who's uh, new to rallying, she was also competing out there at her first Ojibwe. So it's just awesome to see some of the folks out west also going out to that event. I, I love Ojibwe. It is one of my favorites. I mean, every one of our events has a special character, but if you haven't been to Ojibwe, you, you got to do it at least once, really. The roads just have such a nice flow to them. It's just a brilliant, brilliant rally. I, I think you should definitely check it out. Now let's talk about KJ. Since I recorded this, he's racked up a regional class win at New England, a class podium also at Rally Colorado. The kid's just going everywhere. You might think that he's choosy about who he sits with to get good results, or maybe he's just a good luck charm for people. But to be honest, when you hear this, you'll see the kid's got some serious goals. He's putting the work in to make whichever driver he's partnered with successful for the stages. So without further ado, it's KJ Miller, the right pedal, right after these messages from our supporters. Go five right short over crest into second small crest 40, full left plus nips. Hi, this is Alex and Rihanna Gelsomino from Oz Rally Pro, advanced rally training. Are you new to rally or have you been rallying many years? No matter what your experience, we can progress you further. Our classes are team training, driver pace note training, or co-driver training that are tailored to each individual or team. Email osrallypro at gmail.com for further details. Welcome to another episode of the Open Paddock Rallycast, and with this official sound of opening the Rallycast podcast, because, you know, (laughs) gotta have a healthy beverage, I have with us our special guest... We have KJ Miller. KJ! Hello! Welcome to Embattic Rallycast, dude! Thank you, it's nice to be here. Now, this is probably kind of rude, because um, you're a little younger and you can't have an adult <laughs> beverage, but... In Canada. Are you drinking something fun, at least? Uh, water. Gotta stay hydrated for Nefer next week. Gotta stay par- hydrated, that's very true, especially with how busy you've been, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. You're actually just back from... Uh, Beta Charleur, I think is how you pronounce that. Any jet lag? Yep, something like that. Actually, no, not too bad. I've spent quite a bit of time on the East Coast lately, so I've gotten fairly used to it. You have been quite the traveler of late, but I want to rewind the <laughs> clock a little bit because you're a little bit younger. You know, I'm going to ask this. How old are you? Uh, I'm 19. And the reason why I wanted to bring that up, you know, you've only been competitively rallying for a couple of years, but one thing that we keep hearing in, in motorsports in general is that trying to get the younger crowd interested in motorsports in general and specifically rallying is very difficult we're that hidden sport yes. so how did you find out about this sport well i'm actually very local to olympus like it is in my hometown i actually work up at the ridge where they have service oh awesome yeah so so i like i kind of knew about it or my first grade teacher's husband was mark mager he used to race in olympus and so like my first introduction in rally was going over there and seeing his car after he hit a fence or something like that and that kind of put it on the map for me and i was like oh yeah this is pretty cool i'd see the cars every once in a while and then i started my instagram page the right pedal and just kind of met a bunch of people through there and uh, that was my introduction into it and you, you've been running that right pedal uh, Instagram account for a while now, and that, that's how I kind of met who you are. Like, who's this young guy that keeps throwing out all these facts and doing all these things about uh, rallying? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been what? It's been three and a half years now. I think it's been a, a long process. I've loved it though. And of course, tons of followers and whatnot, always sharing stuff about rally and the love of it. 
Oh yeah. What then was your first experience actually getting you know closer to the cars? Did you help crew for a team? Did you just automatically think, oh, I got a co-drive? What, what was the thought <laughs> process there? My first ever rally experience, I went to Olympus 2019, the spectator stage there, and uh, I saw like Oliver Solberg, everyone going by at the spectator area. And I just thought it was super cool. At that point, I didn't have my driver's license, so that was the only stage I was able to go to. And then after that, I volunteered at Tour de Forest and Olympus 2020 when COVID was. From that point on, I was like, I need to go. I need to start and figure out a way to get into this. Like, this is insane. Well, that's awesome that you uh, were a volunteer first, as was I. Gosh, that Oliver Solberg won. That, that was the event that I remember he finished he demolished the tires at the end uh-huh. of that <laughs> yep. i mean he rolls across yep, the finish I line and they're that. delaminated completely yep. off the car no tread <laughs> yeah, at all that was insane that was so cool Actually, i shouldn't say delaminated because the, the, there were still the wheels were there but there's no tread i mean just whatever every block was just gone it was just bare. yeah it was, it was crazy nothing yeah <laughs> yeah that was crazy well he still seems to drive the wheels off of things today doesn't he <laughs> Oh, yeah. He seems to be doing pretty well. So I want to talk about you because, you know, you've been doing so much in such a short amount of time. Obviously, have such a passion for it. So you tell you got to do anything that you can to get into a car. So mm-hmm. what was the next step after you decided you wanted to get into a car? So after that, I kind of like I saw this YouTube video about these guys doing like co-driving on dirt rally yeah yeah and so i was like oh it looks pretty cool i want to try that so messaged my buddy jeff and we tried it this was in december 2020 mm-hmm. and uh tried it one night and i immediately i was like this is so much fun my message karen jankowski about it like two in the morning that same night and was like <laughs> i need lessons now like i want to learn how to do this i need to know <laughs> did you respond back she responded back in the morning and from then on i was like I was hooked. I needed like every every ounce of it I could get. I love the dirt rally game. I uh, haven't played it in a little while. haven't hooked up my wheel. So you're basically going through the game and were you just having it just like kind of play through like a robot stage and then just figuring out notes on your own or? No, I, we did it like a full on. Like we were, we joined a party and we just like he would, we just wrecked the stage except he was in Canada. Oh, I see. So you had, you were sitting next to somebody else playing the game and then you would do the notes no he was he was in canada oh so you're remotely doing it yeah we were like in a call and like well it makes sense it was COVID times right right uh-huh yeah exactly so yeah we just practiced we just did a recce and then ran a stage from then on i was like this is awesome that's really cool and I, I know one of the challenges from that uh that i was talking to Krista kukas was uh working with sam albert on that and she said the problem was is She's not used to looking up from the notes all the time to see where you are. Yeah. She, yes. you, you feel it, right, through the seat mm-hmm. when you're really co-driving. So for her to adapt from a person that was experienced as a co-driver, then going to the online thing, it was a hard transition. But since you're doing it kind of reverse, probably was, you know, you mm-hmm. hadn't done it before, so it's probably a little easier for you. Yeah, I had, I had, I mean, I had no idea what I was doing at the time. <laughs> I recorded it, actually, and I was, like, watching it back every couple of weeks or so, and it's just funny to watch and see how far along it's come. Then you uh, hooked up with Karen. I know she does some COVID driver training, and I and I believe our friends over at the uh, Oz Rally Pro. You got hooked up with them too. Yep, I did that before uh, LSPR after my third rally. That was pretty good. That was that was an amazing class. What is the 
first rally that you did then and what was that experience like uh that was 2021 olympus and that was like so the home event that was amazing oh yeah the home event no pressure <laughs> none at all it was like that was one of the most fun weekends of my life just everything i just remember everything being just so happy the whole weekend so like nervous but at the same time it was just ready to go i'd put so much effort and prep into that karen had taught me everything i needed to do and it just it went very well um it was just an amazing weekend overall were you pestering her all weekend did i do this right did i do that right <laughs> yes yes actually i was <laughs> <laughs> trying to get it she, and she was like the car behind us on on a couple of the after i think after the first service or something she was they like got reseated behind us or something like that so like after every stage i'd get out and just go talk to her double check see everything was going on it was uh, it actually worked out perfectly she's such a huge help we love karen she is she is awesome so you get out there and you finally get to go at speed sitting in that co-driver's seat so again you hadn't had that experience of uh feeling the car through your butt you know mm-hmm. and, and and looking more down at the notes as the thing's shaking around and whatnot it's not like you're you're <laughs> yeah. in a shaker rig and you're uh in, in your place when you're doing the uh, stuff with dirt rally so uh-huh. how was uh focusing the eyes and understanding how to do notes with all that stuff uh actually it did it it seemed to click it clicked very very quickly uh we did the shakedown stage like the day before recce and uh i i just hopped in right away i'd already put in like hundreds of hours into uh dirt rally 2 co-driving just getting because i wanted everything to go well i didn't want to like have no idea what i was doing when i started out so it seemed to click pretty well right right off the start yeah it was it was just so much fun that test stage after the first test stage i could not stop smiling i was so happy that's awesome that's really cool and that was with uh jeff thomas right Yes, yep, that was with Jeff Thomas in the Ford Focus. And uh, how'd you guys do? We had, we ended up breaking an axle halfway through the first pass of Nawatzel. Oh, freaking Nawatzel. So, yep, <laughs> Nawatzel. It was a tough one. It's, it's, it's a tough stage, it really is. Very Especially long. when they do it long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was like 20 and a half miles that year. Oh, gosh, yeah. It was yeah. a very long yeah. one. And we blew a tire on Recky that stage, too. It was just a, overall not a good stage for us that year. <laughs> So then you said you did, you know, a couple of rallies. You did Jeff Thomas again, I believe, at uh, Mike Nagel, the regional rally. Mm-hmm. Yep. So coming out, coming down south of the Oregon side. Yep. Well, actually, technically, it's still Washington because we did all those as Goldendale stages. Yeah, that was a fun, a fun event. Get a flavor of some higher speed stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. At that up at that up until that weekend, I think that was the fastest I'd ever driven in a car. I think we hit like ninety eight on Dallas Mountain Down. That was an experience for sure. That was crazy. And then it started to rain. Yeah, yep, yep. And it was slippy on Dallas Mountain Down. That was that was intense. But it was actually really fun going through the corners. But uh, yeah, that was high speed, no grip. It was it was awesome. Then you uh, go through uh, some more training, and then you hook up with Julian Sabo, our good fa- friend Julian. Yep. And uh, step up to something with even a little more performance. Oh yeah, yep. That was uh, well more performance for about three miles. Oh, did you guys DNF on that one? No, we blew the engine in. Oh, sh- that in was shakedown. that one. That was that one. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> that was a weekend. That was, yeah, that was, I think that was probably the most stressful weekend of my life, but it was so rewarding. You need redemption on that rally. Yes, I will be doing that one again with Roberto this year. Definitely going to get redemption. Oh, that's, that's cool. 
That's cool. And then you hook up with Roberto. Mm-hmm. Again, not a slow driver. He may be in limited two-wheel drive, but... No, definitely not. That man can <laughs> we, drive. We've seen that that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, <laughs> he can drive. He's crazy. And see, that was, what, 100 Acre Wood? Mm-hmm. So what happened on that one? Oh, man, that was a heartbreaker. That was... I think we were leading limited two national by nine minutes or so. And then on stage 10, yeah. we broke an axle in the water crossing and just dead on the side of the stage. And uh, from that point, it was... That's those four-wheel drive guys have an advantage. Exactly. They've got those other axles. They can get it back exactly. to service. <laughs> yeah, so we broke the axle, and we just had to sit there and watch everyone drive by. And the, the worst part was the repair took, like, maybe 10 minutes. Like, mm-hmm. it was... Like, we had enough of a lead that we, in theory, could have had it repaired and then just drove off and still won. But... It was, uh, yeah, it was, that one was hard to swallow. Man, I'm, I'm just looking through these, like, you just keep going up and up, and, like, these guys that are quick and, and pretty well. Obviously, Roberto Iglesias, you, you stuck with him for a while. Mm-hmm. Then you got to sit with Bryce Proceus, so it was two co-drivers <laughs> oh, yeah. in a car. Yep. <laughs> That's an experience. That was a great weekend. That was, dude, that little car, it was in a little golf. That car was on these tiny, skinny little truck tires that had no grip. And even compared to the Datsun this weekend, like, I've never been more sideways than in that golf. It was, that was so much fun. And that was that uh, Mercury Gravel Rally, which was a fairly new event mm-hmm. out east. Tell us about that rally, because I don't think a lot of us know about uh, some of these new little, you know, the NASA one-day events they have out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was actually a really good rally. Um, the roads out there, were, they were very good. There was one in specific that was just, amazing it was so smooth and it was just like threes and fours just linking for like nine miles it was amazing really oh it was so good and you're like up over crests downhills and it's sideways the entire time it was so much fun that was probably one of my favorite stages i've done so far it was such a good stage and just imagine if you had tires that grip. Yeah, yeah exactly. And more than like <laughs> 80 horsepower. I, I'm trying not to just, just list through events, but some of these are my friends that you, you've gotten to sit next to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just find it impressive that here's a guy that's just starting out as a co-driver and you just, you're just you just kind of going through this list of people that I know and, <laughs> as you just keep getting busier and busier. But Derek James, for those of you that uh, have heard me maybe talk to him, this is Matt James' brother, Mm -hmm. and Derek is well-known to being a mechanic for a lot of rally events. He's been with Paul Rowley, he's been crew for all kinds of teams, but he has his own car that he had a, he used to have a Mazda 2 Mm -hmm. that he rallied, he built out himself. He had a Fiesta before that, a Fiesta, then he had a Mazda 2, Mm -hmm. and now he's got an actual R2 Fiesta. Yep, an M Sport. The guy's not slow. He's a big guy, but he's not slow. No, he is not slow. He is he is very fast. And you guys did uh, again one of those uh, Eastern events out there, the Bristol Forest Rally, and that's one I've been really interested in. Mm-hmm. You know, our good friends that we've talked to over there. Those Tennessee roads are supposed to be pretty amazing. Oh yeah, those roads were like the stage I described before at McFury. Yeah, but every single road was like that. It was really that was so much fun. And in that R two. That thing was so aggressive. It revved so high. It was loud. It was the sequential was aggressive. It would kick you back every single time it shifted. That was a really fun event. So what's it been like for you as a, a young co-driver? You know, you're starting off with, you know, Jeff Thomas, you know, he's he's not a guy that's going to be you at the top of the board, you know. Mm-hmm. And then your note pacing that you've got to figure out, your cadence, 
and working with these different drivers that are increasing pace, Mm -hmm. you know, of, of what you might normally be used to. How difficult has that transition been as you're going from different drivers and different cars that are so much more competitive? It hasn't been too bad. It's been a fairly linear graph up, like the jump. It's been just increasing a little bit every rally. It's not like a massive jump up, so I just have to turn it up, pace up just a little bit every single rally, which has made it a bit easier, I think. But jumping in with Nick Wood last weekend, that was quite a big jump, even from Roberto and Derek. The test stage was like insane, doing like 105 over these jumps and crests and everything, and just trying to keep up with that. That is not a normal Datsun. That is far from a normal Datsun. That thing was... That was a crazy car. Nick's car, for those that probably seen the picture, especially if you follow KJ, the right pedal. <laughs> yeah, that car's got a lot of custom work that he's done on it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, fully built out, proper build. Yes. The tough thing is, is if anything breaks on it, he has to build the part <laughs> because it is so yes. custom. But it is a beast of a machine. You know, I was looking through your stages, and other than, I think, the issue we'll talk about in a second, but... Every, I think the slowest you were was 11th overall mm-hmm. at a 38 entries, most of them four-wheel drive. Mm-hmm. There was one, like, one-mile stage or something like that where you were, you know, slower, but, like, that kind of didn't matter. I won't count that one. <laughs> yeah, we got, um, we got right. stuck in a ditch there. <laughs> but tell us about Bay. The Canadian Championship stuff, I know about the, the West Coast ones pretty well. Mm-hmm. Bay, though, is... It's something special from what I've always heard. Oh, yeah. It's like nothing I've ever seen. The crowds seen. are like insane. Yeah. the j- Yeah, like just the spectators going into Park Exposé to start. You, I mean, even at Shakedown, you could just tell that it was different. I've never seen so many spectators lining the stage, even for like an actual stage. There was thousands of people lining the Shakedown stage, which was just, it was insane. Just looking up and you're always seeing someone in the trees. And, like, they were just always, like, you could hear them everywhere you go, over the car. They're all cheering. They all have their phones out, flashlights, everything. It was just insane. What about the event itself? I mean, it's, here was it, it was 17, 18 stages over two days? Yeah, yep. Yeah, they were, those roads were very good. They were fast and technical, and they just had a ton of jumps. I, we, we probably jumped the car over a hundred times over the, over every single stage. Um, and it was just always very fast paced, no time to look up, always just reading out the next note, no time to breathe. They were very fun stages. We topped out at 113 miles an hour oh my God. Um, on, on stage two, which was just with the, with the sequential, like the car was so tiny inside. I had like, if you know how small I am and I had no room to move around inside, it, that's how tiny it was. And the sequential is just sitting like basically in our laps and it is so loud and at rev limiter it sounds like it's gonna explode it was crazy wow when you did the first shakedown on that car and you you got to realize what its speed was uh were you nervous at all or (laughs) i wasn't nervous i was a bit like oh this is a lot different especially being in the rear wheel drive that stage was basically just a drag race there was like five corners the whole stage (laughs) but so it was it was a bit different when i got to the first stage with actual corners where it calmed down a bit 
but yeah, that stage is that was a bit like, oh my gosh, this is going to be insane this weekend. And of course, you had to get over the the traveling over there and all that stuff too, and <laughs> and and also planning for an event that you know again you've never been there. It's mm-hmm. you know you're crossing borders. You're everything is in French. <laughs> whatever restrictions they may still have in place for COVID, you know all these things, and you got to plan for this event you've never been to, and a new driver and a super fast mm-hmm. car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it was all, like, last minute, too. I think I got the plane ticket, like, five days before I flew out or something like that. So, uh, yeah, it was all last minute, late nights, just making sure everything was going well. I had to translate, like, all the event, like, the itineraries and all this stuff so I could tell what it was saying. And, uh, yeah, I had my work cut out for me, but ended up getting it all done and buttoned up. They, they didn't have, like, an English version that was easy? They They had an English version of the subs and, like, that was it. Oh, really? And, like, all the route book, everything was in French. So, yeah, I had to uh, figure that one out, speak a bit of French. Wow. Did you did you take any French in uh, high school or anything? <laughs> no, I wish I did, though. <laughs> but it made it a lot easier. <laughs> I don't know. It was pretty useless for me. I took a couple of years, and yeah. I, I, I could order a sandwich, maybe. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that event, pretty crazy. Not only did you guys flat out through those stages... Obviously a very good result for those of you that, again, following you. But you did have an issue, because you had... Mm -hmm. um, One I was really looking forward to, actually, was seeing a battle between you and uh, Jason Bailey. Yes, me too. uh, Because Jason is super quick. We we know that. He obviously knows the roads. You know, he's been a two-wheel drive champion up there several times. But it looked like maybe he had some car issues, because he was pretty down the order there. Yes, he... I think on stage two or three, they rolled it twice. Oh, well, that would definitely be cause a yep. car issue. De- um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Driver the rolled car, car was... issue. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't think there was a straight panel left on that car after uh, oh, no. after it came back into service. That's that's a, that's not fun. Yeah, it was... Uh, I was definitely looking forward to that battle. I heard he was pretty tight with Nick. It was going to be good pushing throughout the whole rally, but uh, yeah, that was unfortunate. So you end up from there, your closest competition, you guys had like a 10-minute lead before stage mm-hmm. 14 yeah yeah on the stage out it was it was a turnaround stage so it was 29 k's out and then turn around head back the other way so we did 29 k's out no issues the front tires kind of sucked but we made it through with only almost hitting a couple trees got a, got got close a few times but kept it out um and then on the way back 29 k's back the very last corner of the stage pulling out of the last corner in the straight the axle sheared in half when the car breaks an axle i guess the wheel the wheel will fall off because nothing's there holding the hub in anymore so we just drove it the last 200 meters to the finish and then had to retire from the next stage and bring it into service to fix it and just kind of the good calculation was well you got enough in the bank that you'd still have a little bit of a lead yeah exactly originally i was like just trying to get him i was like we got to go. We got to get this next stage. It's only a two-kilometer stage. We can limp it through. Because originally, I thought they were supposed to give us a 15-minute penalty because of what the rules stated, which I guess ended up not being true. It was only 10 minutes. But yeah, we ended up taking the 10-minute penalty and then going back out with like a 20-second lead or something and just driving like madmen to try to extend it as much as we could. What are your mechanical skills like when you run into issues like that? Are you are you one that knows how to do a little bit of wrenching? A little bit. Definitely wouldn't call myself a mechanic, but uh, I can get around. I've done a clutch or two, and 
I have rally or I have RC cars that I work on pretty pretty often. So, but that's about the extent of my mechanical knowledge. Yeah, well, that's that, I, I remember doing that. I used to have, uh, well, still have, hasn't been taken out of the attic space in the garage area for twenty years. But oh. little RC ten T. Oh yeah. If you remember those from way back in the mm-hmm. well, you probably don't. You're probably yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, I know. Just talking about, about that, but yes, uh, little RC cars. Uh, Andrew Comrie Picard. He was a RC champion. I think he was team associate out of Canada. Oh. That's how he got his start. Oh, that's really cool. And so, yeah, he was really before cool. he became a rallied guy, and then ended up doing TV stuff. And now he's down in Hollywood doing things and still doing stuff with cars. So, yeah. you know, yeah, that's a good way to get into it. The RC car thing is not a not a bad start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely not. So. 19 years old. You've done, what, 14 events now? Mm-hmm. Inside of two years. Uh, yep, since April of last year. Yeah, again, less than two years. Yeah. <laughs> the year's not over yet for this one. You're only halfway nope. through this year. Uh, I technically, I still have about 10 more rallies left this year. So you already signed up for 10 more. Uh, yes, I have 10 more guaranteed, and uh, I have another four or five or so that I've uh, maybe'd. So we'll see. You're riding this high. This is awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm making everything I can. Uh, how do you find the time to do all this? Barely. <laughs> yeah? I go to, I'll go. i be going to school online now, so I don't have to uh, go to school. I can just do it at the airport or something. Um, and then I just work when I'm home and race when I'm not home. <laughs> That's awesome, man. It's just so exciting to see somebody that just has just quick ramp up in this sport, just getting with better and better drivers and yourself getting better and better. And I keep seeing great recommendations for you out there. And I, I, I don't know. I just think, think it's really fun. Yeah. Who in the American championship would you like to sit next to? It could be anybody. Oh, anybody. I mean, definitely going to be like Pastrana or block. Got to go straight up to the top, get in with one of the big dogs. That would be, yeah. that'd be really cool. And one of those WRC spec cars, that would be, that would be uh, definitely something I'd love to do. That would definitely be pretty insane for sure. Yeah. Mostly, is it about the uh, speed of the car that you want to be in, or just the specific drivers? Do you have Do you have a favorite between Block and uh, Pastrana, or or do we not want to play favorites here? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I like them both. So yeah, I don't. I don't think I could pick a favorite. They're both. I've talked to them a couple of times. They're both really cool people. I like them both. Fair play. Fair play. All right. I won't make you choose a favorite. Yeah. <laughs> what about the WRC? Do you follow that? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, um, not too much. I'm more into like the North American stuff, but uh, I follow it a little bit. Good man. Gotta have my uh, ARA CRC. That's where all the fun is. I don't disagree with you. <laughs> we got good people around here. Oh yes, we There's do. There's no politics involved with it. Okay, well there is a little bit <laughs> farther towards the top. It's, yet. it's mild. <laughs> it's mild, mild politics compared. <laughs> Ten more potential other five. Where do you want this to go? Ideally, WRC. That's that's the end goal. After I'm done with college, that's my. I'm just gonna move out, full commit everything, throw everything I have at it, see what I can make out of it. So yeah, that's right now. I'm just trying to get as much seat time, as much experience, and build up the resume as big as I can. So when the time comes, I have everything I need to take the advantage and or take the uh, position that's open to me and hopefully get WRC somewhere, junior WRC or something. I'm currently envisioning you, or maybe at the ridge or, or at your house, doing like quick tire changes as, as fast as you can to practice. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, so I work at the ridge on my non-race weekends, and then I actually, I work at a tire shop for normal, for like just a normal time, so that was 
when I first started, I was like, oh man, this is something I need to get good at is changing tires and doing like small state, like stage side maintenance just to get the car back to service so I know what I'm doing. Look at that, getting all the skills lined up. Mm-hmm, exactly. It's almost like you got a plan or something. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, congratulations on the two-wheel drive win out there at Bay de Chaleur. That jump. <laughs> Thank you. That jump, oh. man. How's oh, your yeah. back? Actually, it's fine. It was my head that hurt. <laughs> That's right. That car is pretty small. I'm guessing that roof line yeah. isn't very high above you. Yeah, and we landed so like lopsided. It just like whipped my head around. Yeah, that was that car was so well built. Like the the landing, everything. Like if you look at the pictures, we're probably six seven feet off the ground. But the landing, like it felt like nothing. Just because you were off kilter a little bit made your head move yeah. around. But the car itself mm-hmm. settled pretty easily. Oh yeah, the car just drove it was so nicely every bump everything it just took it and you barely felt it that's awesome well kj here's to more awesomeness this year we'll follow <laughs> up with you as you continue in this upward trend it's it's just like i said it's really exciting to see i hope you get other people interested being a younger guy maybe some of the other younger folks that you know you can get them to kind of start following our sport as well because yeah definitely we don't have enough and okay entries do tend to go pretty quickly but what i mean is we don't have enough people i think volunteering mm-hmm. and, and getting more deeply involved you know help with crew all that stuff that that's where we really need to help yeah exactly broaden our scope and i guess being a younger person how do we do a better job of that honestly i think it's all in social media that's where everyone my age is at right now that's why i started the instagram kind of was just to grow out branch out see how big it could get and recently i think it's all in tiktok that's where all the young generation is now i've i like literally just in the last day i've had just a couple people message me or comment like asking where they can go see rallies and then tell them where their local rally is and like oh awesome i'm gonna go be there i need to get involved in this i had no idea this was out here that's really cool well thank you for helping spread the love again how how does everybody uh follow you what are all the social channels to follow you at on instagram it's the right pedal and rally.kj and then on tiktok it's rally.kj rally.kj and we call you kj not kyle Mm -hmm. okay just want to make sure we, we, we get the naming right. And so if you're searching for him and you want to see his results, if you're like, I need WRC results, is under Kyle. Yes, yeah. But for make sure you're following him and, and chatting with him, it's KJ. Mm-hmm. The little guy that could, man, you, you are <laughs> just awesome. And by the way, don't be offended by that. I am vertically challenged no, myself. Um, yeah, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel it. Uh, so I'm with you. This is If I would have found motorsports when I was younger as something that I could get into... I would have been home free. It was either that or a jockey, maybe. I don't know. But I was yeah. never a tall guy. And it was it would have been awesome. Anyways, you found it, and you're helping spread the love. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much. Yeah, for sure. I love it. This is the greatest community. I can't think of anything, any community that's better than this. There's no other motorsport that's, you know, this, like, accepting of everything. Like, everyone's working together, helping each other out. You won't see that anywhere. Like, Formula One. <laughs> Those guys, yeah, no, never. yeah, it's all about the, but, the commercial, you know, their their business model of it, mm-hmm, and whatnot. Exactly. They create fake rivalries too, which is even yes, definitely, yeah, which is kind of dumb. But yeah, it, you're right. This is the only sport I know of where two teams competing against each other will help each other in service. Uh huh. Yeah, like a great example of this was at Oregon Trail. I mean, technically Julian is our teammate, but we were neck and neck. We were separated by like maybe 20 seconds or something like that and after one of the stages we had a puncture and so he stayed behind to help us swap a tire 
because we'd stripped our jack before and our jack was useless. And so he gave us his jack and helped us swap the tire and was nearly late to the next ATC. But him helping us out got us to the next stage and it ended helping us win the rally. That's just so cool. Yeah. Once again, just awesomeness in our sport. It, it never fails. It's it's definitely that that community aspect that we have that that makes it something mm-hmm. special and i'm glad that you got to experience that part of it because yeah there, there are times things get more frustrating <laughs> yeah in a lot of cases it's uh it's a lot of the good stuff you just can't beat it yeah other motorsports you just don't find that no definitely not actually one other thing i would say is you know speaking of the wrc we do have our american friends that are competing over there they're just at rally safari you know a couple weeks ago there was a young guy that used to be called the Rally Brat. Mm-hmm. That is Alex Kiriani. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, have to get him back on our show. We've had him on several times about that experience that he had in Safari. He was the young guy that was just showing up at rallies and then, like you, you know, got into that co-driver's seat. And he's made it oh, yeah. all the way to the WRC. So I can foresee something like that maybe happening again. Yeah, he is He is the role model. He's just He's done so well for himself. I really look up to him. He's done so awesome. Well, there you go. You got a good contact there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's make this happen. We want to see more Americans out there. Agreed. Agreed. We need to we need to broaden our uh, racing series out here. Start taking over the WRC again. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, KJ Miller, thanks for being on Open Paddock Rallycast. So so many great rallies already in such a short amount of time. Uh, folks, keep an eye on this kid. And if you're one of the younger listeners, probably already following him. If not, make sure you do uh, on his Instagram and his TikTok because you always create great content. You got a YouTube channel too. Yep. I saw one of those. uh, They edited video from Oregon Trail. It's hilariously (laughs) awesome. Well done, (laughs) sir. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) Make sure folks uh, look that one up. Uh, We'll actually put maybe a link to it uh, when we post this because it's it's hilariously fun. (laughs) Have fun. Thank you. Keep doing well, and we'll chat with you later. Sounds good. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, man. Bye. See, see ya. Know what I hate? Big, bulky, underperforming batteries. Lighten your load with performance battery from Melee Design Firm. They have time-tested solutions for your race car, rally car, or even your daily commuter. Make sure you check us out at MeleeDesignFirm.com, a proud sponsor of the Open Paddock Rallycast since 2020. And thanks again to our supporters, Oz Rally Pro and Melee Design Firm. And a special thanks to those that have donated the Rallycast. And thank you to Derek Johnson Love, who has braved extreme temperatures. If you've been watching the way the Northwest has been with temperatures, he's been doing this from his top story room in his house uh, that has no air conditioning to bring us his auditory magic. So thank you, Derek. I'm your host, Mike Shaw. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with another episode shortly. (laughs) 